What up, y'all? It's your boy, Mr. Hurt, live and in full effect. Let's talk about it. R. Kelly's former girlfriend speaks out. Sex, girls, and videotape. So this is the BBC. Been um, interviewing everybody and their mom about this R. Kelly thing. Ah, my black family. We got to stop doing... We got to stop it. We got to stop some things, all right? We got to stop some things. I want y'all to understand something. I need y'all to understand that productions are called productions for a reason. When you look at these productions, movies, shows, interviews, all of these things, they are productions. They have been produced. Somebody has thought about them. Somebody has taken the video footage, the audio recordings, and they have decided how it should be delivered and shown to you. It is done this way to dictate, to guide, to manipulate you, to respond. We got to stop, man. We got to stop allowing production to... um. Dictate for us which what, what truth is. Now I've watched, I've watched uh, maybe what four young women say now that he's quote quote abused them. But it's the production that's telling us he's being abusive. Get what I'm saying here. I'm, I'm gonna explain what I mean. So we're being told he has a cult. He's beating women. Okay. But when you listen to the women's testimony, none of them say that he beat them. They all agree that they willingly go into all of the scenarios. But the way all of the edits are produced, you hear it as if they're saying he was abusive uh, uh, to them. So they say things like he was abusive in the relationship. How was he abusive? Verbally, financially, emotionally. But they're saying we're, we were in a relationship. Not that he kidnapped you, brainwashed you, tied you up, forced you to have sex. That's the lie. So the narrative that's being pushed is that R. Kelly kidnapped some girls, brainwashed some girls, and are having all kind of crazy sexcapades and won't let the family get in contact. But here, everyone that comes forward and gives testimony is a person who's doing fine and are telling you how their relationship with R. Kelly went. Not how their abduction went. Not how their rape went. They're all telling you how their relationships ended. How their relationships came about when I was young. We dealt with each other for some time. This is what the sex was like. And I haven't seen Robert since. Hmm. Listen, y'all, don't, don't, 
we can't keep allowing people to just take any old black person and, and um do whatever they want to their life, yo. Now, I don't know. I'm not. I can't play a bunch of this because you know what I'm saying. So I don't know who this kid is doing the interview. See, like for instance, he says it sounds like you're describing some kind of like sex dungeon. It doesn't sound like she's describing a sex dungeon. Now you got this white boy here. Well, I don't know what he is. He's like I don't know, Middle East or some kind of. I don't know. You got some kind of white boy here. Who's leading her to say what he wants to say. You guys got to understand that all of that happens when you're dealing with productions. He says to her, oh, well, it sounds like you're you're describing some kind of a sex dungeon. No, a sex dungeon sounds like a damn sex dungeon. And then he puts up a picture of some kind of room in like a mansion and shit. That ain't a sex dungeon. I had just became so numb to my circumstances and my surroundings. You know, I had to pick like, okay, am I going to get beat this day or not have my phone or am I going to go without food for two to three days? Listen to what she's saying, man. I just had to pick like I just became so numb to my situation. And then they show a picture of her. With R. Kelly out in public, smiling her ass off. I just became so numb because of circumstances. Like, you know, like I just had to say to myself, am I going to get beat this day? Or am I not going to go without my, am I going to go without my cell phone today? I mean, or am I not going to eat for a few days? We want this to sound like these young ladies are describing someone torturing them. But come on, black family, what are we doing? What are we hearing? We're hearing bitter women describing not having their way. Okay, let's let's say it's not bitter women. We have women describing what they didn't like about a relationship they entered into. She says a few, uh, she says, if I go back, she says, he brought me to his house, showed me to my room, told me to take my clothes off or whatever. Then his other, he brought the other girl in. She began to have oral sex on me. Where is the rape happening? Then she says, he says, this is my pet. She's going to teach you how to be with me. Where did you say, no, I don't want to be with you. See, this ain't never in the testimony. So all you hear is nasty trifling accounts about the kind of sex they had. Under this propagandized notion or narrative that he is kidnapping women and abusing them so it's being mistaken these women are, are making claims about having relationships and describing gruesomely 
the kind of sex they had and agreed to have privately and calling it held shackled chain in a narrative. Now, let me show you all how wicked the shit is. None of these women are saying that they that he kidnapped them. The narrative that's being propagandized is that he's kidnapped and raped. So now we go and we get testimony from these women describing the sex they have. And ask if the sex was kind of abusive. They say yes. They say describe it for us. And we all say, oh my gosh, he did that. Okay, let's ask all of these women about the kind of sex they like to have right now. Ask them if their last sexual encounter, anybody choked them. Let's ask if they like to spank. Let's ask these women that are coming up here how they like to get down if that's what we're going to do. Because otherwise, I need y'all to see the game that's being played here, man. Do not let the media play games with us like this. We're going to come back in a second. We're going to come back in a second. Yeah. So here we got the exclusive My Father R. Kelly interview with Good Morning Britain, all right? I don't know who the two uh, news people are, but they're interviewing uh, R. Kelly's ex-wife and daughter. Yeah, so... So, yeah. Let me try to see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I want y'all to understand and go check this video out. And you get a second. It's R. Kelly's ex-wife and daughter speak out about the allegations against them. Okay. She's not with R. Kelly anymore. She's live on the air with her daughter. We have to start asking about the credibility, credibility, credit, credit, credibility, credibility of the people giving testimony. Okay, guys, we got to start doing that. I, please go look at this. I want you all to go look at it because um, this woman is crazy as hell. This this wife, she's bat shit crazy. Okay. She has the most grace and poise. She has the she has the calm of a fucking president's wife. Do you understand? Y'all know how the president's wife carries himself. You know how how uh, 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 Trump's wife is up there. No matter how much of an asshole he is, or how much people think he's crazy, she says. She's very calm and has everything together. Okay, so I want y'all to understand that this woman is rehearsed, is what I'm saying. She's fake. She's phony. She's rehearsed. She's practiced up until this very moment 
how to not show the bitch that she actually is. Now, a lot of us got moms like this. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know that mom that's a that's a total bitch, but she knows how to get in front of the pastor and she knows how to get in front of your teachers and shit and act like she don't be getting high. Right. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So that's this woman right here. Anybody that knows what I'm talking about, you can see these kind of women, right? From mile of damn way. Please watch the interview because she says nothing helpful, right? But she does give her motive for testifying and participating in the shenanigans. Also, she, like all the other women, try their best to disclude or keep away from accountability in all ways. So at the very moment where they are, where they're supposed to say, and I did, they stop speaking or they say something else. They vary, they segue, but there's a bunch of moments where the people need to acknowledge that they made a choice and they never do it. There's also a portion here. Now I want y'all to, when y'all watch this interview to notice that this mother this loving mother, as she tries to portray herself to be, she never turns her head to acknowledge her daughter at one moment. That is very narcissistic and sociopathic. And I want you guys to consider that. Do not take this person's testimony to be the truth because they are not presenting a true representation of themselves. She is holding her hands very tightly. She has a arrogant smug look on her face not a look of sincerity at all she is not genuine at all and when her daughter begins to speak because they ask her daughter a question she begins to get very nervous she begins to look around the room as if to say bitch you better not say nothing wrong she also starts to look like okay what are you saying that for so what I get from this interview, and I'm going to be quiet a little bit, is the daughter loves her father and the mother is angry. The mother's motive for anger is she says it. Well, he stopped paying child support. She says he's being financially abused. She says he's abusive to me in all kinds of ways and he's being financially abusive to me right now. He stopped paying child support a few months ago. That's her fucking issue. It's not what Robert likes to do. She, they ask her, oh, um, is there is what 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 could you say to us about what these other women are saying? She says, I can't tell you anything about that because I don't know nothing about them. Right. Right. Was he abusive to me? Well, yes, he was abusive to me. Then describe it. She ain't described no goddamn basements, chains and whips. She started talking about her fucking emotions. She started talking about finances and shit. Do you understand? And when the daughter speaks, the mother never looks the daughter away. I've been treated like that. I know what that's like. This mother does not love this daughter. This mother sees this daughter as the only thing keeping her damn meal ticket the fuck around. We got the come on, y'all. Come on. Come on, y'all. And um, it evolved into a relationship 
He was very broken. He shared intimate secrets with me about being abused as a child, dealing with illiteracy. Um, domestic violence was commonplace in his home. And the thing that drew us was the fact that my grandfather, who was a Baptist preacher, was the first time I ever saw a man put his hands on a woman. He was abusive to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. so See, I don't, I don't, I can't play all of this because I don't want to get my uh, my podcast flag, guys. But I need y'all to understand that this is old whole shit. We don't want to be real about this, y'all. In our communities, we got some habits, we got some problems, and some of it is old whole shit. Now, the minute this woman starts speaking, she starts glorifying her damn self. She can't just come before the cameras and tell us what we need to know that proves that this man has a problem that needs fucking correcting. She got to come out here and start talking about her mother and her father and how her father was a Baptist pastor, be the mom, and how she was brought up in a home with abuse because that's what she is. And see, all of this bullshit. What the fuck are you telling us your life story for? When we trying to find out if this man committed crime. Why do we got to listen to your fucking soapbox shit? Because that's what this is really all about for her. Well, Robert shared intimate things with me. He was really funny. He told the best mama jokes. Who gives a fuck about his mama jokes? You're supposed to be upset about some shit. Or are you? Are you upset or not? Are you angry or not? Do you care or don't you? See, this that bullshit. She cares as long as we're going to put our ass on TV and ask her for her wisdom. Let me impart wisdom on you. Robert and I were intimate. He was intimate and we were very intimate. He told me very intimate things. Robert told me very intimate things. He had the best mama jokes. He was so funny. <laughs> I remember this one knock knock joke he told me. Say knock knock. The fuck? Fast forward, Robert and I are in an abusive relationship. It's not foreign to me. It's what I know. It's what I grew up in. It's hmm. what he grew up see? in. So being able to see the person, Robert, the broken part of him, and then hmm. there's this persona who portrays this confident, in-control man, which Look. is the total opposite of what he is. Now you but see that? See, there's two Roberts. There's the Robert, the person, and then there's Robert, he thinks he is, which uh, I know he's not. See, this glorification of her own self. This shit is not about you. It ain't about who you think you are. It's just about whether or not this man is guilty of a fucking crime. Ma'am, could you tell us what crimes you know he's committed? Uh, no. Ma'am, could you tell us where you know he's committed a crime? No. Okay. Could you tell us what crimes he's committed and any of that? 
Well, no, but I know he was intimate and there's two Roberts. There's the persona where he thinks he's this big person with his chest puffed out. And I (laughs) know he's not that. And then there's the one that was intimate with me that told me and got the best jokes. See, on one hand, guys, he's got the best jokes and is funny and is a great guy. And then on another hand, he's this weak man. Okay, but ma'am, could you just tell us which one is the truth? Well, he's both them. Again, what the fuck are you talking for? We're trying to get an understanding of crimes committed. Why are you just running us through your relationship? Why can't you put that aside and focus on the fact that, see, and when they start to ask about the other women, she say, I can't talk about nobody but myself. I can't talk about any other woman and what they're going through because all I know is what I'm doing is helping them. And, you know, see, this is vanity. So I want y'all to go check this out, okay? That's R. Kelly's ex-wife and daughter speak out. I'm going to see if I can get a little... little. feel, though, about the sheer magnitude of allegations, particularly involving very young uh, girls in some cases, which has now bedeviled him. I know he's not been convicted of any offense as yet. Craziness. This is craziness. And she's sitting still as shit. She's trying to make sure she don't say the wrong thing, y'all. Study that body language. She's trying to make sure she don't say anything other than what she's been rehearsing to say over the weekend. And he seems to perpetrate it. I mean, there's so many Crazy. And she bored. She can't even keep up with the damn question. She like, come on, let me talk some more. Let me talk some more. Look. Blinking and shit. Weird ass. That woman doing too much blinking, y'all. Portraying sympathy, which I do not portray. I portray understanding because I know him in such a way because I was married to him. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that just because you grew up in a household where abuse was prevalent and you were abused, it does not give you a free pass to be an abuser. So I want to make that very clear. Um, It's devastating and it's hard because I wear two hats. I see here is not only a survivor, but also the mother of his children. So it's very difficult for me. But I also know my position. She called herself a survivor. She referred to herself as a survivor. Again, I'm a survivor. I'm, 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 me, me, me. You know, he doesn't get to be an abuser. I'm a survivor. And I know that coming forward brings validity to these young women and young girls' stories. And being a mother, I could not not say anything. After 10 years of my life going by and thinking I've made it out of the storm, and then here come more allegations, and they bring I could not. I could not not say after 10 years, I'm thinking I weathered the storm and made it. I'm thinking that I, and then more girls come out with allegations. Yeah, but you made it out. So what fucking difference do it make? Really hear what people are saying. Yeah, I made it out and I'm a survivor and it was over and I'm thinking it was all over. But then these other girls came out and I realized I needed to jump back up on my motherfucking soapbox. To talk about how I was the first one who survived. Don't forget about me. Y'all remember I survived? 
I survived R. Kelly, remember? Me? Through my life, and me and these women, we don't know each other. So how could we have the same stories about the same man and not know each other? So again, my story is coming from that of understanding because I know his background, but it also comes from standing as a survivor and an advocate. She's a survivor and a motherfucking advocate. Do you believe all these women who've come forward? Do you believe that he is a serial abuser? A survivor and an advocate. I believe that he is abusive. See? I can't confirm or do you believe he's a serial abuser? She said, I do believe he's abusive. We what what is what what do we mean? Abusive. Talk about the crimes being committed. Tell us about what crime you know he commits. Don't tell us your opinion about whether you feel or think he's abusive. Say, I know he's abusive. He did A, B, and C. He does A, B, and C. Not, I think in Philly is. See, that's deceptive. That's wicked speaking. I give it to you. That's being shady. That ain't honesty. Honesty is boop, bop, bow. Straight. Straightforward. Straightforward. Find these women's stories because, again, I have not lived it personally. All I can say is what rings true to my life. Every experience is different. I wasn't there when it happened to some of these women. But what I can say, what rings true to my life is what I can speak hmm. on. Her life is what she can speak on. She don't know them girls. I don't know where they grew up. Why is she talking about her household and how she grew up? Why they may have ended up or stayed as long as they did, or you know, I just can't speak to that. I can only speak to my truth, and hmm. my truth is what I survived. He was abusive to me verbally, emotionally, physically, sexually, hmm. and as we stand today, hmm. he's financially abusive. Financially, there it is. He's not paying child support when I came forward in June. And she's the victim. Eighteen. So, you know, I can he stopped paying child support after I came forward of June of 2018. So, you know, uh, I'm here to, you know, serve his ass up. Why? I said, because I don't give a fuck about what he's been doing to any women. And I like the kind of sex he likes to have. But if he's not going to keep making sure I get that damn child support. I'm going to start making shit difficult. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying in old ho. Now, every woman listening to this motherfucking woman speak knows exactly what she's saying. Speak to my story and what rings true to what I hear. Okay. Yeah. And I, feel, I feel that something has to be done. Well, you're extremely eloquent. And I feel that something has to be done. What do you feel has to be done? I need to get my money. Right. She don't give a damn about what has to be done about whatever. Just I need that child support. Where that's at. Because he stopped paying it. When he was paying it, shit was cool. 
Go check that out, y'all. It's a very weird, interesting interview. And let me know what y'all think about specifically at the part where the daughter starts to speak. You will notice that the mother never turns to look at her daughter. They are obviously not in agreement on a lot of things. I'm sure we will find out later on. All right, now this is the BBC, the truth about R. Kelly and Aaliyah, all right? The truth about R. Kelly and Aaliyah. If she was 15 or 20, she had a big booty to Now, like I said, I don't know who this young man is, all right? Now, I've watched several of these um, pieces here. Oh, Lord. Again, man, productions, guys, production, productions. All right. So he's talking to he's talking to uh, R. Kelly's one of his managers. He's saying he's, he's claiming to be this guy basically says that, yes, R. Kelly married Aaliyah or at least they produced this show to appear as if he says and confirms it. Um. He says that R. Kelly does like young girls, whether or not they're underage girls. No one says it's just young girls. He asked if he saw R. Kelly being intimate with Aaliyah. He says, no, I've never seen anything like that. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know who these people are coming forward, but we need to ask. What would be someone's motive what would be your reason? He says he was R. Kelly's right-hand man at one time. And here it is. He's speaking on R. Kelly for a journalist. What would, what would be his reasoning for feeling comfortable with doing such a thing? If I have any kind of client, and I have many of them, if anyone came to me and wanted me to speak on a record about these clients, what would make me feel comfortable speaking negatively about them? What would make me feel comfortable? There's, I have clients that I don't like, but why would I be comfortable speaking on it? The only thing that can make me feel comfortable speaking on it is money. R. Kelly says something in his interview with Gail. She said, then who's... What's the what's the problem? Where'd you go wrong? He said, I got a big heart. I care about so many people. And when I see all of these people coming forward, I see people who. I could easily say, I believe you're motivated by money. Why do you think they're motivated by men in here? Why do you think they're motivated by money? Since when did people just want the truth to come out so much? Since when did anybody want the truth to come out? If it didn't benefit them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying that if this man is doing something wrong that he shouldn't be brought to justice. I'm saying that this isn't justice. Creating a documentary asking people what they think about a person is not justice. Going around asking girls to describe their sexcapades with a person who's under fire for wild sex. 
That's not justice. You got to understand. So this young man here, he goes and he interviews another young lady and she describes the sex, but she leaves out the part where she says she agrees to do it. Nowhere does she say she was forced to do anything. That is never confirmed from anyone. No one talks about how R. Kelly forced them into a relationship, how he forced them into sexual encounters. They don't talk about that. They talk about how they forced his, how he, they, they talk about how he, how he forced his preferences in their relationship. He told me to take my clothes off. I looked at him like, what? Then he repeated it. So, and then I laid down next to him. Wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back, go back, young lady. He said, take your clothes off. You looked at him like he was crazy. He repeated it. Take your clothes off. He said it again. And then you and then you skipped forward to. And so then we're laying down. Wait, wait, wait. The next part, I think the fill in the blank, I think based on what you're jumping to, I think is that he repeated it. Take your clothes off. And then you took your clothes off. See, that's the part that's missing, right? Now, if you plug that part into the story, don't we got more questions before we get to how he penetrated you and it hurt it? Yes, we do. He told you, take your clothes off. I looked at him like he was crazy. He repeated, take my clothes off. I took my clothes off. Why did you take your clothes off? Y'all see? Now, what is your answer? Why did you take your clothes off? Because I wanted to have sex with him. Why did you take your clothes off? Because he told me to take them off. Why didn't you? Okay. Did you want to take your clothes off? Did he force you to take your clothes off? Did he strip you of your clothes? No. All he did was say, take your clothes off and then set it again. So this all a man has to do is to repeat himself and you'll follow the order. Is that what we're saying? I need y'all to be able to decipher. You got to be able to use some discernment with this shit here. Because it's a lot of fuckery going on. It's a lot of people talking from their pockets. So a lot of people reaching in their pockets and purses and realizing their asses is broke. And that little thing called R. Kelly they was using for a little clout, they, they, they losing the shit. Y'all got to be able to see it, man. Y'all got to be able to see it. Period. You know? And then they keep going to the... They keep showing this shot of R. Kelly getting his crotch groped on at a show. Which again just shows to me, yeah, this is what women were after with him. His crotch. Publicly. This was public. Okay. See? That's them talking about Aaliyah. Hold on. I'm trying to get to... Alright, so this is just the episode... 
this is just a, a segment where he talks with uh, the ex-manager, all right, which which is shady, all right. Again, there's there's a production, so there's fades, there's cuts, there's edits, there's music. All of that is to create illusion, all right, guys. So you got to watch these things with the understanding that these have been produced. They have been created to make you think of something. And they do some real shady shit at the end here. So the guy, they ask the manager, were you were you at the ceremony where Aaliyah and R. Kelly got married? He can't confirm or deny it. He don't confirm or deny it. Then they cut to a shot at the end of the interview where the manager is showing the interviewer his cell phone. And then they do a voiceover where he goes, were you at the were you really at the were you at the ceremony? And then and then you hear it. Yeah, something like that. But it's it's a it's a it's a cutaway B rolly kind of situation. And and it's it's like it's trying to it's trying to suggest that they sneakily recorded him confirming that he was there, but that's not actually what happens. They're using a sh- they're using they're using a shot and some audio to create the idea that he confirmed it, but he did not. It's a trick. It's a lie. So that happens. So just you guys got to be careful with this stuff. Now I want to play. I'm going to try to find a little bit. I want to play. I want to play a clip of the family. There's the family, a father and a mother who are really pieces of shit. If you ask me. That are basically stalking their daughters or daughter saying that they're trying to rescue the daughter. They're not trying to rescue the daughter. They're stalking the daughter. And R. Kelly, they're stalking him, too. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find the guys. It's it's such it's, it's so creepy. So the it's so creepy. And there's also the girl that says she got herpes from R. Kelly. She's a liar, too. She she just likes Robert. She likes Robert and she's salty. And um and and so you know, I believe that I believe that R. Kelly was actually involved with all these people. All these people that are coming forward making these claims. I believe he's actually still involved with them. Um, because these people, we need to know their backgrounds. Most of these people are looking at him like a meal ticket, and you have to listen to the subtle things when they're speaking that, that confirm it. Because none of them want to speak bad. They just don't deny what's being presented. They don't deny, they don't deny. Do you understand? See, that's all you have to do. To get the bag, hey yo, we want to interview you. You say, man, I can't talk bad about R. Kelly. You don't have to. You don't have to talk bad. But what these people are doing is turning their back on this man. Why? Because he ain't paying them for whatever the reason. Who I, I really don't. We don't know beyond here. But I swear to you. I swear to you. This family is stalking their daughter. Because R. Kelly has cut them off. He's not paying them anymore. And so now they want to 
makes shit difficult. You took our daughter and now you got our daughter and you got my daughter and I'm her father. And I'm just trying to make sure she's all right. Her father's a damn punk. He's a punk. He's a bitch. Yeah, straight up bitch. He going to sit here and come on some damn TV and beg a man to see his daughter. He don't deserve no damn help. His wife sitting there talking about some. Well, Robert is very, very charismatic. He is very inquisitive. She want the damn Robert D. She probably done got it. See? And this little punk ass man talking about he looking for his daughter. He liked the money. Well, R. Kelly can be with my daughter because my daughter's a good girl. I birthed them girls. Ain't that right, Kelly? Ain't they good girls, Kelly? Hey, 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 R. Hey, Kelly, man, why don't you come in? Hey, man, why don't you come by, man, sing some of them songs, man? Hey, man, why don't you let me come to the studio, man, hang out? Oh, my daughter told me you be down there, man. And R. Kelly stopped liking that shit. He stopped liking the Joe-ass family around. The mother that want the dick and the father that want to be homeboy. Hey, look, man, I can't. This is all Kelly said, look, girl, I, you know, I love you, man. I, I love you. I done known you since you was little. I done waited out. And, you know, I done met your family, met your family, helped you sing, come and sing. You know what I'm saying? But I, I can't keep I can't keep taking care of your whole family. I done got him a house and a car. They keep calling me. Your mama. Every time she got a problem, she want me to come over and make love to her because your daddy ain't doing it right. This is how all of them are rolling, y'all. Y'all got to be careful. You got to see it. I can't find a damn thing. I'm trying to find it, y'all. Y'all got to look for that. Y'all got to look for it. The mom, they said, we can't, we can't even contact our daughter. We have to, they said, we have to call R. Kelly's money man. See that? What kind of father is that? We got to, we got to call R. Kelly's money man. And he's smiling and shit while he's doing it. Sitting at the table. I don't, I don't see where this man has to go to work. I don't see where this man uh, is truly concerned about the rest of his family. Like a father would be. He seems to be fixated on my daughter's with R. Kelly. It's, he is not saying my daughter is in a basement and we know R. Kelly has us there. He is openly saying on the camera, my daughter is in a relationship with R. Kelly. She don't want to talk to me and R. Kelly won't make it possible for her to. She don't want to talk to me and R. Kelly won't answer my phone calls. Well, she's in a relationship with a man and she don't want to be bothered. This is some bullshit, y'all. They actually go and call this man's manager, or as they say, his money man on the phone. And they say to the money man, listen to this cowardly ass dad. Hey, money man, what's up, man? I haven't seen my daughter in months, man. We need to set something up where I can see it. Do y'all hear it? We need to set something up. What are you going to do? How is this father asking a man that's not involved with his daughter? When can he see his daughter? Because obviously this is the way this has been going for some time. And as long as they got their checks... Every month, they didn't give a shit about where the daughter is at. What she was doing. 
the manager said, hey, listen, how would you guys handle her coming to see you guys, but not talking about her personal relationship? How would you guys feel about her coming to see you? Being with her brothers and her siblings and you guys and just not talking about R. Kelly. How would that how would that work out with you guys? They didn't like that. So there's this issue where the daughter doesn't want to be around the family because they keep pressing her about her personal relationship. There does not seem to be kidnapped, handcuffed, caught. That doesn't seem to be what's going on. Some fucking foolishness, y'all. It's a lot of people out here that want their lifestyle not to change. Let me know what y'all think about this, man. I'm going to watch more. But I just, look, let me know what y'all think about this. Y'all got to be careful, all right? Because right now, everybody's producing things. To chime in and get their little bit of money, okay? But really listen to these stories. Let me know what y'all think. Comment. Comment. Let me know if you want to come on as a guest. I'll bring you on as a speaker. You can call in. Peace. Hey, everyone. We appreciate all your love and support. If you would like to make a monetary donation to help our program keep on growing, visit us today at www dot paypal dot me forward slash divine artistic united hey guys we appreciate all of your support all of the love we've gotten and we want to share your comments if you've been listening to the non-stop working podcast download the anchor app today so you can record and share your comments with us and we can add your comments to our shows. Help us create a unique program that everyone can enjoy. See you around.